twisty, twisty, twisty. Nice. All right, today we're drinking. Hold on, my headphones are jacked. I can hear you. Okay, for some reason I just like I sound weird. Check, check. All right. Uh, bur- yeah, today we're drinking AJ Stevens Birch Beer. You are quiet I'm, in my headphones. I'm testing. Yeah, hold on. That tastes a lot like root beer, but not quite, which is nice. It's almost like lighter. This beanbag has never been comfier than right now. <laughs> awesome. Check. Stevens. I let I let him pick, and he picked oh, Jones. Really? Yeah. He picked what? Jones. Jones. Why is this? Qu- okay, do you want? I think it might be this. Check. 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 One, two, three. I hear you in my. I think it was actually now. just my. Here, yours is funny. Oh, there it goes. Is oh. it? Can you hear everything? Not quite. Tell me one. one. Tell there. me one. There. Perfect. Great. Okay. I'm looking at your um, pajama pants that you've had forever, and they're ripped on the right leg. It looks like you just like. In my mind, it it feels like you just like fought a bear, and now you're just sitting in the living room because it's just like. <laughs> you know the revenant. Yeah, I did that. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I'm commando. <laughs> Good for you. I don't know if I'll keep that in or not. <laughs> I would tell you that, but I don't know that I'd tell everybody who's listening to that. <laughs> Mr. Ward, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but seriously, I was up in Minnesota and uh, for the weekend, and I slept outside in a hammock every night, um, which is just two nights. I always think that Minnesota is like super cold all the time, so... The first night, it did get down to 47. Um, That's cool. But my sleeping bag is rated to 25 degrees, so I just cocooned it. <laughs> and it was actually pretty nice. <laughs> Second night was 60 degrees, and that was pretty good, too. So, yeah. It was a decent trip. Um, but your fun cousin wasn't there. My fun cousin wasn't there. Sorry Tri- to all the other cousins that were there listening to this, realizing that they're not the fun cousin. They're not the podcast kind of listening people. They're uh, Okay, so this is to give you a vibe. So they're hillbilly... North or not North Dakotans, hillbilly Northern Minnesotans, um, which is a whole different breed of hillbilly. <laughs> it's like it's not Tennessee hillbilly. It's like, like the one, and they have these crazy weird accents too. Like you think mine is weird. Like the one guy, he talks like this, and he says North Nart. North <laughs> he's like, what? He's like up North, up, <laughs> up North, up North. It's he like says a, it with it's an like a. It's like an American Scottish hybrid. Type. Up North. It's like when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's definitely like Norwegian. Uh, it's like very Celtic-ish How sounding. would they say cheese curd? Cheese curds. <laughs> it's like lazy Celtic, though. It's weird. <laughs> um, but to give you an idea of the Minnesota energy, it's just so random. So it was a family reunion up there. And we're staying at my aunt and uncle's house, which isn't very big, but they live on a farm. So we, uh, somebody brought a ice fishing trailer so it's like, you know, like an RV trailer. It's probably like 20, 30 feet long. And it has these hatches in the floor. Like it's a normal camper inside, but it has these like hatches in the floor that are about a foot and a half in dimension. They're a circle. And you just pop them off. And then it just like, it's a hole in the bottom so that you can ice fish. So you take, oh. you drive this thing out onto the lake. And then you actually like, there's a crank to lower it. So you're so, just sitting inside on the couch. Yeah. So you like crank this crank and you lower it down. So the wheels like come up and it just sits mm-hmm. on the ice and you just like sit there and you can watch TV. There's a radio in there. That's really cool. Do you want, you know, it's wild though. So today my uncle's in there. Who's very Northern Minnesotan 
And uh, he's explaining to me, he's like, yeah, so there's these other versions for spearfishing because spearfishing is pretty popular up there. So instead of these little like foot and a half holes, there's like a whole square of the floor pops up like five feet long. And it's like, yeah, they just sit there, they watch football. And then if a fish drives by, they or <laughs> swims by, they just spear it. <laughs> and they're, of course, they're getting hammered with beer the whole time. That's like the ultimate like guys hang out. You're just like sitting around watching the football game. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, fish. <laughs> That's exactly the way they'd say it too. Did you computer fan just go off or something? Mm, that was the AC fan. Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah. Deafening was, silence. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> all of a sudden we're in a treated room. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, but so that was my weekend. We didn't do any ice fishing, but you should do that. We should. The one time I went ice fishing before, I got a bowling ball. Oh, you have gone ice fishing? Yeah, but it was around here. No. Okay. Only, the only time I've seen ice fishing is I, like, off in the distance, driving down this, like, country road, and then you see a bunch of, like, dudes <laughs> huddled around a hole, look miserable, and, like, they're just all sitting around, just pockets of men, just mm-hmm. huddled in the cold. Ice fishing in this area is a little bit more depressing, because it's, like, people aren't like fully committed to it. Like in Minnesota, like it's like, it's negative temperatures. You're out in the middle of nowhere. So it's like, yeah, you bring in like a trailer, you park it on the ice and the ice is so thick out there. Like I, lakes just become fields at that point. You can do whatever you want on them. But yeah, maybe I, I'd, I'd go up and do it with them. The worst, that's like a, like a, a murder mystery or like a chainsaw murder massacre plot idea is that there's this one guy who goes around to all these ice fishermen like trailers and he's just sawing around so that all of a sudden the trailer just like sinks into the ice <laughs> it looks see the issue is is he, he it, it wouldn't look exactly like an accident because they'd go out there and there's like <laughs> this, this perfect, perfect square, square cut out <laughs> well it was a natural disaster uh <laughs> watch your holes oh <laughs> What was your highlight of the trip? Highlight of the trip? Uh, it's probably we we drive four-wheelers around out there. When there's not snow. When there's snow out there, everybody has a four-wheeler or a snowmobile. But in the summer, everybody has a four-wheeler. I drove by. It's a tiny little town up there that they live in. And I just drove past the high school. And there's like these two kids out there on four-wheelers just doing wheelies in the front. <laughs> It's just it's it's such a vibe up there. It's so different. <laughs> it's just as much of a vibe as Texas or anything, but just up north. Up north, north. There, there's there's no rules. It's it's wacky. But oh, it was crazy. This is a negative highlight. Um, on the way back, low light. Uh, Keaton and I were driving back, and I think we were still in Minnesota. There was a traffic slowdown. And like five or 10 minutes after some stop and go, we come across, uh, there was an accident. And so it was a four lane highway with a, you know, a normal median in the middle, like just grass and somebody going in our direction had like careened across the median through oncoming traffic. He didn't hit anybody and then hit, there was just, you know, a metal, um, barrier on the other side, one of those metal rails. Yeah. Um, but his car was kind of low to the ground. It was almost like a sports car. So it got wedged underneath the metal bit. And like 
the the metal railing or i don't know what you call that bumper um it had like bent up but it's all stayed connected so it just bent up and it like swiped half of the top of the car off like the passenger side so like we just drove by pretty quick and like we were driving by right when the first two cops got there so there was no ambulance there was no anything so it was like and there's all these people pulled off just like standing on the shoulder just looking at it i'm like what are you guys like they're not going to help they're not filming like why (laughs) what are you doing but it was and there was a i mean looking at it keaton just goes like oh somebody freaking died and i'm like most likely that's sad and they had like a like a somebody had hung like a blanket in front of the that's not a good sign it's not a good sign and that's just like that's just jarring when you're on a road trip and all of a sudden you see some thing that recently happened where somebody like definitely died yeah it's like vacation vibes (laughs) psych it's only happened to me once and it like freaked me out because it was rainy and then all of a sudden you come on an accident and there's blankets all over the road i was like this is a weird energy for a podcast, but I didn't. Yeah. And I just listened. To our uh, the sermon today was "You don't have tomorrow." Oh shoot! <laughs> so. I feel like I feel like we're being told something. Oh, but that leads me into actually <laughs> a different vibe with the same energy, not same energy. Um. So, do you know what a schoolie is? No. Okay. To give some preface to this, I had a conversation with Keaton. Keaton's my brother. For those of you who don't know. And Keaton said, you know, you're in your 20s. Now's the time where you could make like a financial, like you can make like significant life mistakes and still recover. I'm like, you're not wrong. (laughs) And that being said to an overthinker like me is kind of, it's freeing in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've decided to spend everything I have and more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, Graham, I already told you a little bit. I kind of conceived this idea seriously on Friday before I left. Uh, Uh So I found out, so there's these people that take school buses, you know, and they renovate the inside and basically make it an RV. And while I'm on this trip, I just have like this surge of inspiration around that idea. So I'm like researching it and all stuff. And so they're they're called schoolies. That that is the the actual bus that's been renovated? Mm -hmm. Not Uh, the people who renovate them? Correct. (laughs) Yeah. I thought at first it was just like the one family who does it. And I kept seeing the word schoolie everywhere, like in all the articles and YouTube videos. I'm like, wow, these people are everywhere. (laughs) Oh, it's just, it's a category. It's almost a legal term at this point. Because it's really interesting because um, I'm looking and these on average cost between $20,000 and $30,000 to do from beginning to end. Including buying the bus? Maybe. But the bus, like a mini school bus is only five or six grand. Um, But... Uh, the renovation can go between ten and thirty thousand. Is there a bathroom included in this? There can not? be. Yeah, people do do that. Do do that. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you know, it's between ten and thirty grand. So I'm like looking at like loans and stuff because I don't make that kind of money. But you can do a car loan on that, right? You, so actually, that's the interesting thing. Uh laws haven't really kept up with this trend um, because you can't take out a car loan because technically it's not a car. You can't take out an RV loan because technically it's not an RV. You can't take out a mortgage because technically it's not a house. <laughs> but you can take out a personal loan. Um, so that is... Uh, Are the interest rates just higher on the personal loan? Not necessarily. Oh. Um, it, you can actually... They can actually be cheaper if you do it right. But So that's like the direction that... So are you thinking like looking. a personal loan to renovate and then 
paying cash for the actual school bus or just however it works out? Um, again, this was conceived over the weekend only, so I don't have like a solid plan. I did start writing up like a doc yeah. though. <laughs> like this is the plan. This is what needs to happen. Where do you think you would store it if you bought it? That's one of the obstacles. Uh, Rent. You had talked about renting like a storage unit mm-hmm. and like parking it in there. Cause we have a friend who does, um, he makes smokers and there's yeah. plenty of room to like park a bus in there. Mm-hmm. And then my, uh, Nick and his brother, like his brother has two back to back big, big ones and he uses you know um those and he his job is he does maintenance on big fedex delivery trucks so like i could do something like that too um which i'm sure i could pull him in on it because it would be a really fun project um but if i was if i was going to be super serious about this i would probably take out a loan for around 20 or 30 grand uh buy the bus and renovate it and take about a year to renovate and over that year, I would just live at my parents' house. So not have to worry about rent or anything. Just I'll be completely like, save everything. Yeah, because I think my uh, my parents would most likely, as long as I have a plan, you know, to get out, they'd be like, okay, you can live with us for a year. I'm like, yeah. just like a year. And if I'm not done, then I'll go it's back to my... It's a good timeline for you because it gives you some pressure to get right. things going. But I would have all the money I need to do it. Um, and then if crap hits the fan, then I can just... And you'd also have that time to maybe buy land or something right you're gonna have to park it somewhere yeah which i'm again like i'd i couldn't i probably couldn't keep it at my parents because their yard's so janky i need somewhere flat um and that's something that i would that's probably the biggest obstacle i found out like i told you i'm like i feel like the biggest thing that's holding me back is that i would need a cdl a commercial driver's license and that's just like it seems like such a hassle Turns out you don't need one. <laughs> oh, there you go. And again, it's because of this weird, like, in between world where these it's not like actually live. a bus. It's not because you're not driving it for com- CDL is not licensing you to drive a certain kind of vehicle. It's licensing you to drive a vehicle for a reason. For a reason. And because you're not driving it for commercial purposes, you don't need a CDL, especially in Indiana. Like, in it, and you may even have to like because you get like a level D level driver's license just right off the bat and oftentimes you at least need to upgrade it to like a b or a higher one but in indiana yeah you don't so it's like there's the air conditioning again yeah um (laughs) the cool thing about this i think is the um the design possibilities like you can customize it to your own lifestyle Mm -hmm. and your own preferences completely so exterior what would you do exterior okay i actually thought about this um, so I would probably, uh, not paint it, but plaster dip it like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I was thinking about that a lot. I'm like, what colors would I do? Um, and I saw like a black school bus that somebody had sitting on the side of the road on the way back today. And I'm like, black could be kind of cool, but then like it would get really hot in the summer. And yeah. I don't know if I really like that color, but then I kept seeing these cars that were like, like tan or like, like, like a cream. It was like the the color I was seeing. So you know, like desert camouflage. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like that kind they of have tan. A, um, the new Tacomas have that like desert tan mm. kind of military look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you did that, I think if you did that with like black trim and everything. Oh, dude, that looks look... so sharp. And the I'm the really exciting thing about it too. This is one of the exciting things, is the people that do this, 
um, I think it's, I think they do it for storage, but they put these platforms on the top. I was going to say it would, that tan look with like the uh-huh. rails on the top uh-huh. for all the stuff yeah. you have would look so cool. But the coolest thing is, is even if, you know, you don't put stuff on the, on that platform, um, like say you take it out West, like, okay, again, I want to spend the night out on the salt flats at some point right. in Utah. So you drive it out on the salt flats, um, and, uh, and then you just sit on top and you bring one of those like portable fire pits with you. So you just sit on top, on of, the top bus of the bus yeah. with a fire pit. I'm like, oh my gosh, this vibe is insane. And I'm just kind of like, I'm in my 20s. I'm single. I can afford to make like a financial mistake. Granted, this one is like a twenty to $30,000 mistake. Because it's a loan, it would extend into the future. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm locked in here at least until this time next year with the the lease so i think what i'll do is i'll kind of plan things out because the earliest that this would happen is when the lease is up here that's the earliest in in all reality i'll probably spend like three years saving and then pull the trigger like my goal would be to have it by the time i'm 30 you can do the research on the loan and everything Mm -hmm. like when you say have it when you're 30 have it done when you're 30 have it done have it like have have it all have have a place where like some land where I can park it yeah. when I'm not traveling. Because you could also keep an eye out for just because I'm assuming these buses aren't just like super common to find all the time. Maybe they are. Depends but. how you look. There's a bunch on eBay and stuff, um, but there's probably a road trip involved to get them. I saw a, t- a desert tan FJ Cruiser, which oh. I was been into those too mm. recently, and it had a rack on top, but they also had extra flood lamps on the top, and I was yeah. like, those on a bus would be sweet because you oh, like I'm, on the full light on the salt flat you know you have your regular headlamps and then (laughs) you know i was thinking too like driving it out on the salt flats um because you know if it rains out there like we saw it on the way out um if it if it does rain which doesn't happen often but if it does um the salt you know gets all soft and you can actually get stuck in it Hmm. um i'm like well what i mean that's that's a good point like what if this big bus like what if i'm driving it somewhere and it gets stuck i'll throw a winch on the front maybe a couple winches and that'd be oh, like, yeah. that would complete like the rough look and then the interior so this is the thing like all of these like if you look up pictures of schoolies which i've i did and showed them to my mom because i was telling her about this um and they're all like they're all like minimalist uh like mom influencers who yeah. do it so they're all like they're they're cool looking inside don't get me wrong and i'd, I'd totally take one if it was given to me, but like if I'm designing it, I'm not going to design it like that. Um, Would you go more like rugged or more of a, I know one thing for sure. And that would be for the countertops do butcher block. Okay. Um, Cause the, the, you don't need much countertop. So it wouldn't be that expensive. You like a lot of like wood type tones. So keep yeah. it kind of, I'd probably do, you know, a wood floor or a fake wood, whatever kind they usually do. Um, but then, yeah, wood countertops. I would probably go, I'd try to find that medium between like the dark kind of manly tones, but also really good like natural light stuff. Because a yeah. lot of these schoolies are like very white inside and it looks dope because there's all this natural light. It also light. helps it feel bigger because yeah, it's not exactly. so claustrophobic. So there'd be a balance I hit there. but And I feel like for the countertops, you could have light or wood but maybe the floors would be i don't know you being like i feel like 
because it's like an adventure car, you're constantly going in and out. Yeah. So it's going to get dirty. Yeah. So it's got to figure out the balance of like, do you want to see it dirty or do you want to just kind of see it like mm-hmm. hidden? Yeah. You should get a room before it so you just head it. Have it cleaning the floor while you're driving. So just like... Oh, that would be awesome. (laughs) You know what I did think of? I don't think that this is plausible. Um, But rip out, you know, everything in there at the front stage and then lay down like a two inch or like an inch thick layer of like cement and then Mm. stain it. Interesting. And I don't think it's feasible because it adds a lot of weight and it would probably just crack. Um Oh, yeah. It did cross my mind, though, to do that. I guess I could do... I'm sure do... there's other materials out there that would work. Yeah. Weight, I'm sure, is a, a big deal when it comes to renovating these. And the uh, the gas mileage, it's a bus. So, like, gas yeah. mileage is, uh, is around 10 miles a gallon. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a bus. Yeah. But, uh, and, and, again, this would be, like... This would be probably my house, too. Yeah. So, I would need land. You need to figure out... Like a whole situation about like where you're gonna live too, because like, I mean, if you continue to live here, winters is a a really big thing you have to figure out. This is the coolest part. I, I you should attach like a big like shovel like uh, on the front of it, so you could like just plow whatever you want. <laughs> there's uh, there's some of these schoolies, and they have wood burning stoves in in them. Oh yeah, like they're very small. Yeah. And the cool, I mean, I would have to chop my own wood or they, I could do a pellet stove. Could you like build a chimney in your... Yeah, dude, that's how it is. It's oh. just, it's a chimney. It just goes up and like, it makes total sense. It's so easy. Um, and because the bus is so small, like granted the insulation isn't good, but it's so small that you don't need that much wood to heat the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So like, it'd be super cozy probably in the winter if I yeah. pulled it off right. But you do run into, because then I'm, I'm faced with... I did a little bit of research on the insurance and it would cost honestly about the same as my current car. Hmm. So if I kept my current car and this one, it's just doubling my insurance. Um, I'd basically be paying a mortgage on it because of the personal loan. You also might save money by the time like this all happens. You'll, you'll get older and your insurance rates might go down. It's true. Fingers crossed. I don't get in an accident. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't tell my insurance people I ruined it a cop. <laughs> that was before I was with the... Actually, no. Was it? Yeah, this was... Be, no, this was while I had my current insurance. Yeah. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't have to file, so... It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, the If you, like, are on the trajectory of doing martial arts long-term, mm-hmm. you could have, like, mats rigged up in the sides so you could just lay those down and, like, just do whatever you want. But there's not a lot of room in the bottom of a bus. Okay, so here's my here's my other plan because okay, even if I got like a small lot, like half an acre, like in a neighborhood that just didn't have any house on it, even if I just got like a lot like that and parked it there, um, I would probably. <laughs> this is already a pipe dream, but it's really becoming a pipe dream at this point. So there's these uh, YouTube videos and these guys build like you know like bunkers, yeah. underground bunkers, and it's just basically dig a huge hole in your yard and then you know you build a frame and you put cement over it and then from there you just like do the inside you drive your bus down into your bunker well it wouldn't be that big (laughs) but like the situation would be i'd park my bus above ground um and then i'd have like a smaller like building um maybe the size of a garage Mm -hmm. um maybe that's what it would be as a garage but it would double as both a garage for a car or a motorcycle if i have that 
um, there'd be a hatch in it that goes down into the bunker. And the bunker is just like, if I have some friends over, we just go down. It's a man yeah. cave situation. Um, but then also it would double as a gym too. I'd probably have some mats I could lay out and like, this um, is like, I got like the exactly what I want laid out in my head. It's just like, it's right, going to cost a lot of full money. Full pipe dream here. Like if you just like, you know, somebody listen to this and like, I want to fund all this. <laughs> if you built, if you had this like lot and you built this very modern like box uh-huh. design and it has like a little maybe like it's like a wood seamless box with like a full glass wall garage on one side and then it has like a like a, a slant like a triangle slant on one side so it's just kind of like this kind it's like of a lean to what it's like a lean to on the one yeah. side. yeah so it's like this like you know 45 degree like cut down to the floor so it's like very modern looking so then you you pull up to your like your spot this is your house and it looks like this like really modern house it's small uh-huh. so then you like you get to your lot you pull in the driveway you open the glass door and it fits your bus perfectly it just goes in there so they're like it's not a lot of room you go into your little lean area i'm just doing the lean because it looks cool it yeah, yeah it could just be a big rectangle yeah. but there's like a kitchen and like a place where you can wash up basically and then there's a hatch where you go down to your like full on like bat cave down there. So there's uh-huh. like a gym, kitchen, bedroom. It's all open completely. Yeah. And you know, you, you gym over here, bedroom over here. It's like the super it all has like those like it's like a giant studio apartment. Yeah. That's so it's like, you know, one. like uh new girl, but like underground. Yeah. So <laughs> big, you know, you turn on the lights, like doom, 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 everything powers on, you know. You know, you have like the music playing when you you know, welcome home, sir, whatever. <laughs> and then so this is where it gets crazy. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's already like Tony Stark man cave level. So then you're like, you have your your gym on one side, and next to the gym you have like this little station where it's kind of like um, uh, all your tools and stuff are there. And you're like, I need to like work on my bus. You, you push a button, and the whole garage just lowers down. So oh you can my just the, the bus just lowers down. To where you need you're downstairs in your bunker. You work on your bus. You hit the button. It goes back up to the garage. You walk up. You drive away. It's wild. And it's the uh, the box is on both ends, so you never have to back up. You mm-hmm. just you be, open up the garage door on the other side. It'd be super cool. I'll give you that. I mean, obviously that version will probably never happen, but there's a version of this that's very feasible in my head. Yeah. And uh, again, like if I the big the bigger dream whether or not the schooly thing happens is i want to you know open a a camp out either you know i crossed my mind it could be either out west or it could be in the mountains out east or down south i just want it to be in mountains um for you know it's a martial arts camp that's the dream i want to do um and uh this would be like it would this would like be a great way for me to start it because it could just be like i live in this bus and I just like for some reason it makes sense in my head it would it would be interesting as a way to transition because you know you're working on this bus as like a side thing yeah and you're training mm-hmm. and then you you start doing some matches and stuff and, and you're working on kind of like your connections your yeah. your, your client base and then maybe you could do some like two like I don't know if tutoring so don't worry but like instructing one on one instructing training so you kind of People kind of know you as an instructor yeah. and a fighter. Mm-hmm. And then then you could save from like all your fights and connections and sponsors to buy 
like land in a campground mm-hmm. and then you you already have your living situation so you just pull up and then you spend the rest of your money just kind of building that up and that way the people you're already instructing kind of come out there and i can see it like a grassroots thing where it yeah. kind of just like it just kind of evolves and honestly like if i were to get good enough where i actually have a little bit of clout um then i could go around just to like different schools for a few years and just like teach yeah and li- just live out of my bus and you have your your logo on the side of your bus <laughs> what would my logo be i don't know <laughs> we <laughs> i don't know either <laughs> um but we would uh honestly if i did a full-size bus i would definitely have a section of it that's just a little podcast studio honestly i could do that in my normal bus like i could just do what what's that podcast called um the one with the dude from jackass i can't remember what it's called I feel like it's something on the edge, but I could I yeah. don't remember. But yeah, I mean that's they that's use in the, they do a sprinter van. But like even if you just because I'm sure you would start off doing like these like because the camp is like people come to you right. But yeah, you could start off where you have like these like um, seminar type things, mm-hmm. and you come to them, and that's like your trademark. Like your bus shows up, and like oh yeah, like, Carter Warren's here to yeah. You know. And that's like the that's one of the big reasons I wanna go full send on this martial arts thing is because I want to get good enough where I can with authority speak into like students' lives. Yeah. Like, um, cause I mean, I could do it without fighting professionally or competing, but it's always like, you're like, this is what you would do if you were in this situation, but this is no, then you would have the experience of being like, this well, is what I've done. Students. Yeah. Students are automatically going to have a little bit more respect if they know that it's like, Oh, this guy's actually, He's done this for real. Yeah. And that would just open a door, which then I would use not just for martial arts instructing, but hopefully by then I'm solid life-wise to a degree where I can be a mentor a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that way that opens that door. And actually the bigger dream is to, uh, it would be to have like a camp school combination. So like ideally this would be in Montana. So like in Bozeman, I actually have like a school like in the city, um, but then, like over the summer, spring, summer, fall months, Kinda, like there you're would saying be a, like an actual, like, school, or no, like, like a like martial arts school. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, that's what for those. I was like for a second, I was like, yeah. Your secret dream was to be like a principal. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that's what that's what people call um martial arts. Like, um, I mean, it's what what. Like Mr. Gym. Mr. England's is a school, right? It's different than a gym. I think I think like a martial arts gym is more for fighters, but like a school is like it's a martial artist thing. It's for training, right? Um, it's for like community specific. Yeah. So anyway, I would have like in the city a school that would operate year round, but then we would have you know camp events that would happen in the summer, mm. and that would be separate. That, that would be like in the woods. Right. We're yep. going to go for a couple of weeks. We'd call it'd be like some kind of boot camp because that's I'm in love with that idea. It's like you just it would be all like all guys too. Um. So I just like bust into the cabins and yeah, it'd be like two a.m. Like you know throw on your ankle weights. We're going for a run. I mean we're not old people. So it, it would make be sense though weights, if you but... had a school first where people had that respect and then they know what they're signing up for. <laughs> If they yeah. send their kids to this camp. And the cool thing is, is the camp could actually be an intro to the school because it's like, oh, yeah, I want to send my kid to this martial arts camp. And the kid's like, I loved it. And then it's like, okay. Well, How do we pursue this long term? Yeah. So, and when, I, yeah. When do you, when is your next uh, black belt? 
test? October's the plan. And that's your third degree? That'll be my third degree in Kempo Jitsu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I test everything right, I'll get my second degree in Taekwondo and my first degree in Judo. So if I do everything right. And that'll be um, almost 10 years that I've been doing it. So it's all adding up. Do you think um, this is just speculation? Like, do you think uh, Mr. England would ever um, partner up on like a like a Montana school type thing? Or you is he what? pretty locked into where he is? It's actually funny. He uh, When I brought this idea up to him recently, um, he actually mentioned something that him and another instructor who he's close with who is loaded um have been talking about um and it's similar similar to this um but it's just in the early i think it's i think it's just in the pipe dream stages right now but it would be really cool if they open that up and they wanted me to be a part of it because then that gets me experience there where Mm -hmm. i could either i might just get my fix there and be like this is what i want to do for a long time or it just gets me experience and then i can go do my own thing and just copy it but i don't know yeah it's all speculation but the world is wide open at the moment and that's exciting (laughs) all you need is to take out some loans (laughs) (laughs) and the world is yours it is really dumb i hate how money is a thing it's just like it's so limiting um if you let it yeah i literally had half a second i'm driving in the car this weekend thinking about the schooly thing and for half a second actually no i was thinking about this solo trip i want to do i'm gonna steal a bus no i'm like bank robbery just one <laughs> just one bank robbery i could get like 10 grand i'm like that's i'm about like- to be a third degree black belt <laughs> For for a fleeting second, it was a kind of a serious thought. <laughs> for a fleeting second, you like you come to me like now we've always talked about a bank robbery. You know, like, yeah. How would you how would you say we would do that? Just just hypothetically, it would be nonviolent. I would I would go to prison before I hurt like before I killed anybody. I might like whack somebody's kneecaps, but I wouldn't kill anybody. <laughs> All right, wh- uh, which bank in the area would you oh, go for? This area, I probably wouldn't do in this area. Oh gosh, okay, in this area. <laughs> So um, you had to do this area. I wouldn't do mine because they've always been good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do... Oh, I would do fifth thirds. No, they've I always do, been good to me. No, I'd do fifth third. They were not good. They, they, The people there were nice, but the process was... Actually, no, I wouldn't rob them because I'd be like, just empty the register into the bag and get me into the vault. And they would take like 15 <laughs> minutes just trying to open the register. How do I do this? <laughs> They'd call over the manager. Yeah, I, I need help getting the register open. Oh, uh, why? He's like, oh, this guy's robbing us. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like 15 minutes later, he's just like, forget the vault. Just give me what's in here. Just give me the whole register. Just unscrew it and hand it to me. We have five packs of pennies and two of quarters. <laughs> I'm going okay? to use one of those rolls of quarters to just throw it at the manager. <laughs> if you, uh, like, what, I feel like there's a better place to rob than a bank. That would be easier to pull off. Casino. Ocean's no, easy, 11. Yeah, but I feel like even easier. Um, I was playing. Uh, if you say Red Dead Redemption. Yes. <laughs> 
today and I was robbing a bunch of guys at a poker game and I was like, this is kind of easy. Like, and it made me think, well, it didn't really. Like you were beating them in poker or you were like holding them at gunpoint? So one time I beat everybody, felt really good, took everybody's money until one guy just left. And then I thought about going after him, but I was like, I want to play nice this time. Okay. The second time I bust in and shoot everybody and then take all their money. (laughs) It was too easy. (laughs) Well, if we're going to make killing people an I don't, option, yeah. then, I mean, the sky's the limit, kind of. Wow. Um, uh, but that's not necessarily... Say, there's no, say that that's off the table, because okay, it killing is. killing people is off the table, <laughs> because it is. Uh, um, I guess, you know, there's no... I wonder how much money they have on cruise ships, like the kind that go around for like a year. Do you they have money on hand? I mean, they have cash, because... People pay cash, like these big cruises that go on for a year, which is actually really interesting to think about because there's always the same amount of cash on one of those ships. It just changes hands. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, unless like unless when they port or like dock, yeah. they take on more cash. Here's an idea. What if you just kind of elaborate, but not quite. It's not like robbing. I think it's just deception create like this golf fundraiser uh-huh. for something totally fake. Yeah. Create like a fake business, fake reason. You get a bunch of rich people to come out and play golf for this. Like really, they're just excited to play golf <laughs> and they're, they're like, Oh, but it's good for charity and we'll, we'll give a bunch of money. So they give the money beforehand or during it. Like I just have like a golf event and they all, they so all it's come basically to play. They pay, that's the way golf charities work. They come to play, and in order to play, they have to pay, like, $300. Hmm. So they each of them, you get 70 people to pay $300. How long do you think I could pull that off before people... F- See, I mean, people have done stuff like that. I don't know exact stories. Um, if Keaton were here, he'd be able to tell you this one guy. He made millions of dollars basically doing that. I feel like there um, was a written, like... Yeah, about that. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's possible, but that takes actually longer, more effort than a bank robbery. And I think it's a lot less fun and you have to be really good at lying and I'm not good at lying. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So bank robbing a bank's easy. I'm not lying. I just walk in. I'm like, I'm pointing. A <laughs> this gun is at what me. I want. <laughs> Please give it to me. <laughs> yeah, that w- I would feel very scummy. Yeah, both both ways, <laughs> but <laughs> more so with the golf charity thing. What would it take for you to actually rob a bank? Like, what life situation would have to happen for you to rob a bank? Like, say somebody in your family gets, like, cancer that's terminal, but, like, they, there's treatment for it, but you just can't afford it. Yeah. I mean, it's I like feel a like ridiculous I've, amount. I've got enough, there's enough community around that it, I feel like I'm, I'm confident that everybody chip in, but I think what would drive me insane is if I went to everybody and everybody just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if everybody, if I was hopeless, and then I'm like, wait, I've got all these people around me, and then everybody just turns out to be awful. Yeah. It would make me a really bitter person. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen, because I have trust in... You know what I would honestly do before I robbed a bank? I would... I don't know if it's worth as much now, because it's legal, but I would grow and sell marijuana. Because I was... I, I bank. I had a, I, I told you about this. There was a Quora thing and it was a, it was a question. It's Quora is basically like Reddit. Um, but there was somebody asked a question in a thread and they're just like, what's one like rude thing you did that you don't regret? 
And this guy is like, well, this, uh, this one guy, he borrowed like $10,000 from my grandpa. And when my grandpa went back to him and asked for it, the guy said, you know, F you, I'm not paying you anything. So then this guy's grandson, who's writing this post, uh, goes uh, to the guy's house and he's growing pot. And he like chops down all of his plants in the middle of the night. <clears throat> and he had, I can't remember how much, but basically it was like $100,000 worth of marijuana. And it's not that much. Like one plant, uh, one marijuana plant grows about a pound of weed. And a pound back in like two or three years ago, again, before it was legal, but still was worth like $2,000. Yeah. And honestly, that sounds more at my alley. It's just like, it's chill. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, part- I would not necessarily, not saying I would partake in the marijuana, but growing and being a farmer, it's, it's kind of chill. You know, you're out by yourself. You're just growing plants. It's green. It's, there's money. There's that kind of green. Like <laughs> All um, the green. And it seems, I, there's a lot of money in, in weed. Even like the legal kind. Now that it's all legal, though, it sounds like there's so much, like, Stuff you have to go through with yeah, like, all the. It was easier when it was illegal. <laughs> Honestly, just, it might just have been. the murder and all the killing over it. Speaking of that, there was that whole. I forgot the Bigfoot documentary about. Oh that. yeah, yep. Which had very little to do with Bigfoot himself, but that reminds me though. Um, you know that podcast Nathan recommended, Piketon Massacre. Yeah, I've been listening to that on the road trip, and they, there's marijuana involved there and stuff. But dude. It's gnarly. It's just like... Is that the whole family-related murder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No no spoilers. But I, I mean, I haven't finished it. But, um, yeah. There's... um, It's it's gnarly. Parkton Massacre is a podcast. Go check it out. If you're into crime stuff, you're going to love it. There's a surprising amount of women. It's all women. love crime podcasts. This is totally a Joe Rogan podcast we're doing right now because he talked about this too. But seriously, I don't understand... Why women find that stuff so interesting, especially serial killers who specifically target women. Yeah, it's I just don't like get it. it would freak me out if I'm listening to this podcast, this guy, and he's like specifically targeting my demographic. I'd be like, this is kind of scary because I can see myself in this situation. I heard somebody say once that um that it may be because like if if part of a woman wants to feel wanted, like even though this guy's like killing people, he's like still choosing them, sort of thing. It's awful. So there's like some weird correlation there. That's strange. Potentially, I mean, people are messed up. People want attention, and I don't know. I find I find them interesting. Women. Um, <laughs> How do I answer that question? Actually, I mean, yes, <laughs> I'm interested in women. According to my Facebook profile. <laughs> um, no, I find like serial killers and stuff interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think honestly, even if they're not familiar with it, everybody has a very small part of them that could do those things. Yeah. You, you talked about th- this with Steven. I, did I? You talked about what would it take for you to like... Oh yeah. Kill somebody. Yeah. He was talking about his dream. Yeah. I think I think we all have 
some part of us. And I think that's why some of us find it interesting because there's, it identifies with this very small side of us and like, not necessarily that we enjoy that prospect, but maybe it's just kind of like, Oh, this is like it's weird to see how like, and especially like yeah. normal seeming people mm-hmm. going to the worst sides. Like, wow, this can actually happen. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, everybody has the thought every now and then it's like, man, I wonder what it would feel like, you know, to like, <laughs> this sounds really dark. I don't think I, I have this thought. <laughs> well, you've you've wondered at some point, I'm sure, like, what would it be like to shoot somebody? Um, just like not like sat there and really thought about, it, but you just like imagined like pointing a gun at somebody and pulling the trigger. I don't. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I feel like really weird. Say, I might be totally to outing myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I have a really dark mind and I just never knew it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to hear somebody hear about somebody who like takes that like fleeting thought like to an extreme and actually like lives in that reality is just like it's so otherworldly almost but what yeah. gave you the uh the shoot of adrenaline to record this podcast for people who don't know we're recording this at 10 30 p.m i think it was just which is um, not unnormal but it's just sunday night yeah i think it was because i had a uh i ate food oh <laughs> i had a I meant to skip breakfast this morning before I left because when I eat a lot on road trips, it just makes me sleepy. But they made like these little mini biscuits and they had like gravy with, you know, sausage chunks in it and they had eggs. I'm like, I can't pass this up. (laughs) So I ate breakfast and then I kind of skipped through lunch. But then like halfway through the afternoon, well, I did have a donut and an energy drink. And I think that eventually hit me. And then I had some trail mix. And then for some reason, whenever I go up to Minnesota or Wisconsin, even if I'm not driving, and like the last hour and a half, I just get this weird boost of energy again. I think it's because like I know I'm almost home. It's like my body yeah. has been like reserving emergency energy the whole time, but then it starts to feel safe again. And it's just like, ah, let it go, let, let it, go. it go. So I probably will just tank tonight and then probably feel like crap tomorrow. But I, uh, yeah, it last hour and a half, it just hit me. Which I actually, I listened to, um, I don't think you've rarely ever listened to Mike Posner. Um, have you heard that song? It came out like five years ago. I took a pill in Ibiza, Joe Vici, I was cool. But when I finally got sober, I was 10 years older, but it was something to do. I think You'd so. You'd know it if you heard it. Yeah. Um, but he, he did that song which he talks about in his music all the time, but he's put out a couple albums since. There was, the last he put out an album, I think in 2017, 2018. And, uh, he was, he walked all the way across America on foot. Uh, it took him like a number of months to do it. Um, but like he wrote that album kind of around that experience. And it's really interesting with all of his albums. He starts it with an intro track, which is him just like explaining like what the album is. Um, and in every one of them, he says like, this album was made to be listened all the way through from beginning to end, Mm -hmm. at least the first time. And he's like, if you can't devote 35 minutes to do that, then leave and come back a different time. Um, And uh, I really liked the album he did where he was walking across America. I think it's called Never Stop or something like that. Um, But then I checked today on the way back uh, if he'd put out a new album and he put one out last year, uh, which he recorded in his parents' basement over two weeks. And it was super interesting um, because it's like, again, it's meant to be listened all the way through, but it tells like a storyline. Like it's a, it's like 5% audio drama hmm. and then the rest of it's like a 
hip hop pop album. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's a, it's dark. <laughs> it gets dark. Um, what's the guy's name again? Mike, Mike Posner, P O S N E R. Um, I don't remember what this album is called. Oh, it's called, um, project wake up is what it's called. Um, and it's the first three tracks. Um, I'm a real big fan of, and like the way they all flow into each other. And the first song is about basically how he went through like a breakup and then he's like the whole first track is he's uh it's set in like a mansion he's living in in LA and he has his like uh hair hairdresser or barber come to um hit the mansion to cut his hair and he just like starts like telling her just to shave it all off cuz basically he's like not well mentally and it's like this was me last year or <laughs> it's like it, it wasn't that to that extreme but it was just like i identify with this song in very real ways because i shaved all my hair and part of it was an emotional reason um but it's a good album um oh, let's do it speaking of uh music i went to um uh, see the newsboys dude i saw the video of the drumming <laughs> yeah. thing what the actual heck i was not i have never seen anything like that kanye didn't do something like no blake lost her mind and i i got a little bit of a spoiler because james klein who was running production yeah. he said it, it was like he's like oh the, the drum kit spins and he's like it actually it's like you would think it's all wireless so people don't know yeah in the back so in the back of the stage drummer was on like this lightly lifted round platform and then it, when it came to i think they were playing jesus freaks or something yeah the stage lifted up and the drummer's on there and i'm like oh it's like shit. a big piston right yeah it's just like it's just raising it's kind of rocky too it's like a like a like a a fair coaster or something mm-hmm. it's got kind of like that janky kind of like look. yeah wobble and then you know i'm like well this is crazy and james said that it rotated and i thought he was just going to raise up and rotate you know in yeah. the air and he said it's actually not wireless it's actually got cables run through the piston so it can only go so many times before it'll actually like snap. unplug and snap itself oh my gosh so it's it's timed to a certain way so it goes up and i'm, exp- I'm like oh this is happening it's pretty hype and i'm like it's going to rotate all of a sudden it goes from the guy just playing normal to a 90 degree angle where he's facing the floor the whole drum kit is so facing. it so it looks like you're looking down on yeah like an it. overhead of the drummer and then it starts rotating at like insane speed and he's just going crazy and i was like this is unbelievable it's, honestly it's wild and this is like their like their last tour right like it's the, the boys are breaking up it's the last show it was the last where show. was it south bend why the heck was it in south that's bend? the thing that was the most intriguing about the whole thing yeah i was like I'm not a huge Newsboys fan. Uh-huh. And we went with uh, some friends that grew up listening to Newsboys. Yeah. And they listened to, like, the original Newsboys, which I had never listened to. I've only listened to, like, the new Newsboys, yeah. which, no offense. They're not as good. I've never been a huge fan. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, eh, you know, it's a new, I'm going to hear the same songs that I've heard that I don't right. really, really love. But the yeah. drummer's always been entertaining, and then this was just another, like, you know, icing on the top of that with the whole drum kit thing. But, um, so there was that. And then the original band came out and they started playing and the old band left or the new band left Mm -hmm. and they were like so good. It was way more punky Mm -hmm. and it sounded like it was much more musically interesting. Yeah. And they were more interesting on stage. Like the, 
like the he was like dressed all in black and he had like eyeliner on and the and the bassist was like super long hippie hair and yeah. I was like this is like it was super they were super good. I can't remember the uh the original singer's name. Peter Friller, I think. Yep, Peter Friller. Yeah. He went he went yeah, he left the Newsboys and went solo, but he was when he was the lead singer, they were actually pretty good. And yeah. I would never I never heard any of it. And then when he came on stage and he was just his performance is really interesting. Yeah. Like him and the bassist. That dude, uh, but the, that <laughs> I've never seen anything like that on stage at a concert. It like, was wild. I mean, that kind of honestly, that tops like, you know, Kanye's whole floating stage thing. Yeah. I think it beats that. Cause it, like the floating stage is kind of like, okay, he's just standing on a platform suspended with wires. This cool. is like, this, is, this like, is like astronaut training. Acrobatic. This is like G force freaking. I was blown away and blake was like how has this not gone viral like if they do this at every show like how was i not saying they do it at every show or is it i don't know i i feel like the way james and seth the guy we came with were talking yeah this was something that they did they used to do or something so they were like bringing it back wow i don't know how that hasn't gone viral that's that's crazy it was pretty cool they had uh there's like this like rap solo bridge in the middle of jesus freaks i yeah. think and they had they were like we're gonna have somebody from the crowd come up and do that part and so they were like like but you gotta know it you can't like embarrass us basically yeah. is what they were saying and yeah they pulled this kid named jared like yeah. this white skinny boy and yeah. he just killed it and it was that's awesome so. that that tracks white skinny kid <laughs> nails the rap part in jesus freak that's awesome but that I was w- that was insane I want to go to more concerts. There's uh, so there's been a couple good ones here in South Bend. Oddly enough, uh, speaking of concerts, so the um, I'm, this is just a normal conversation that everybody else is listening to. But uh, if you want to go on <laughs> September 5th, so this is like on Labor Day yeah. weekend. Yeah, the band that Blake used to tour with, no way, Red Jumpsuit. Um, they're like a OG punk band, and I was uh, like, I haven't. They're not like punk. They're more like rock. Like punk rock i guess yeah it's they're, they're not on the screamo side they they have some like like i was listening to some just a little bit ago and they have like some screamo like lines or something but it's definitely not, not all screamo mm. um anyway they're gonna be in grand rapids and we were like we should get a group together and go go watch them i would love to go that'd be awesome but i want to go see i want to go see concerts too i was uh, we were at a Val renewal wedding thing tonight and um shout out to the beaks and they were it was really fun and they had a lot of dancing yeah and trying to get you know better at dancing and i was saying to blake that i think going to more concerts will help Mm -hmm. me because a lot of the dancing is just jumping with confidence and i I think going to a concert will help kind of fuel the the jumping that and weddings weddings are great for that i was at did i tell you about taylor's uh, uh, where you did the little like, yeah Kempo and I were out there and it was uh, uh, don't stop believing and everybody had left the dance floor and I just like he went out there and then I ran and slid on my knees right up to him and I just split his legs with I, like it was it was a great slide it was more magical than I ever thought but I mean because if you can get the confidence to get out on the dance floor at a wedding the sky's the limit pretty much because there's people watching yeah. at a wedding like there's all these people who are too shy or too judgy to get out and dance and they're the ones watching you yeah. so if you can give not a flying fart about that then it's just the self-confidence thing because yeah. like some people are out there and they're not good yeah they're most people aren't nobody it's kind of like 
it's kind of like karaoke. It's like only people who aren't good at singing should probably really do karaoke. Because if you're good at singing, you just intimidate everybody. <laughs> Everybody's smashed at the bar and they're just like, they want to get up and sing with their friends and they sound horrible. And then somebody gets up and they're really good and it probably just like crushes everybody. But like, I think there's a few, like a, a, a sparing few people that are like really good at dancing, gives everybody hope. So everybody good at singing gives like, oh, yeah. I can do that. And they get up. And <laughs> I remember one wedding I went to it was like the first one I went out on the floor to. And at the very beginning, it was like right when High School Musical was coming out. And these two kids, uh, they were adopted. Um, and so that made it more charming somehow. <laughs> so it's these two little kids, they're probably like six years old. And they had memorized the dance moves from one of the songs. Oh. And so, like, there's all these adults, you know, in a ring. And they're playing the song. And so, there's these two kids just, like, doing this synchronized dance <laughs> in the middle of everybody. And everybody's, like, rooting them on and stuff. That's awesome. And I think that gave me the juice to be like, I want to be that guy yeah. one day. And I've never gotten to the point where I can good dance. But at every wedding I've gone to and done that weird worm thing. Yeah. It gets a good reaction. There was one kid who did that. Just he just like dove in, did the worm, and was it the legit worm or was it the dead worm? Uh, I do the dead worm. Uh, he did the legit worm. <laughs> yeah, the legit worm is like there's so much. He energy. could also break dance, and he was probably like ten. But <laughs> yeah, uh, T- ten is a great age to break dance. I think. I think you have a lot of flexibility, energy, explosiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that happened on the dance floor that I didn't think would happen is the the new CEO. Of where we work. Donnie. He and I were, uh, what's the, the dance where, you know, it's like, um, you know, like right foot stomp. Le- the uh, left foot stomp. Cha-cha slide. Yeah. We did the cha-cha slide next to each other. Uh, That's him and Christy and I were all, I mean, and, it, you know, it, you'd naturally move, but it's just, it was the most strange thing. Like, oh, like. Donnie's a part, was he comfortable? Was Donnie comfortable on the dance floor? Uh, he was comfortable. I, I, I think Christy had more, like. Christy, Swagger. I I would imagine Christy commanded the dance floor. She was her and Leah. Did her and Leah get down yeah, together? They were both oh like gosh. going full, and, yeah. and I think Donnie was just out there to support and have fun. So <laughs> Donnie's such a long for the ride in so many parts of that family. <laughs> Another thing, so uh, we went to the beach on Saturday, and it was it was a perfect beach day. It was cool and everything, but I didn't put suntan lotion on or anything and so mm-hmm. i got like really burnt and so i'm like even my like my shirts are kind of like stinging yeah um so i'm like i went out for that and then i'm just sitting i'm just like standing watching them do more dancing and i'm like taking a drink and then all of a sudden i feel somebody just oh, slap my back and grab my shoulder no and i just like Oh, I yell like that. I was like, ah, and I like, I'm like grimacing and I turn to look at the person and be like, Donnie. And he's, it's Donnie. He's like, big smile, like, hey. And I just turn my grimace to like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like walking away and waving at the same time. But I'm just like, oh. (laughs) I had to, I probably gave him the most weird look, but (laughs) it's a weird grimace. (laughs) Grimace smile. smile. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm happy to see you, but. Please don't fire me. You hurt me really bad. Wow. That was fun. It was a really fun. We need we need more friends to get married who are mutual enough for us to both be at the wedding. Have we yeah. ever gone to a wedding before together like that? Like not together together, but like we so just like we're both at the same like not to like We're both work. at the same Yeah, we're both at the same wedding. I don't think we have. I don't think so. 
which is weird. I was kind of, I was a little surprised that you guys got invited to John or that you guys got invited to John's wedding, but then I'm like, oh no, it's the Gospel City connection. That makes lots of sense. Yeah. But, but I wasn't expecting to get invited. I'm not hurt by it at all. <laughs> it was a fine, it was a fun wedding. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Congratulations, Jono and Sarah. I don't want to like, I don't know. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Turn the butter. Turn the butter. Yeah, that was fun. I need to get Ben on this podcast too. He, uh, I feel like he'd be interesting to talk to. I'm really curious to see how his podcast turns out. Yeah. Do you know if he's actually, actually doing it? I don't know. He hasn't talked to me about it. Okay. He has a lot of, he and I both. I feel like this is something that everybody, like, I feel like everybody's good at this, for me at least, but I don't know if it is the same for him. That I feel like I have this like, oh, we should do this creative idea. You know, like I have this creative idea and uh-huh. sometimes I follow through with it. But some of the times it's just me like coming up with creative ideas. I'm like, oh, we should do this or this will be a, like, a really fun thing. Yeah. And I think everybody around me is pretty good at being like supportive and like, yeah, that's awesome. And and then uh, and then the idea will fade and I'll have another one. And yep. I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, so I hope to like meet that like level of like ideation with follow through yeah. and then everybody can hop in. But I don't know if that's the same for vision where he like, he has this creative idea. I feel like he might have slightly more follow through, but I don't know him yeah. well enough to say, but yeah, I have seen that. Um, but you have gotten better with it too. Yeah. So. And some of it's like, I think it's a little bit of a mix, like half of it. Those are ideas that I think you're not going to initiative. You're not going to execute do. all the ideas you have. And some of them are just like fun to just, I just think it's fun to like, just, yeah brainstorm and then i don't really have to make it but some of them i do want to and i just need to work on it the i feel like the most embarrassing thing though is when you like you get super inspired to do an idea and you talk about it for weeks yeah so you really spread the idea and everybody's like yeah it's awesome when are you doing that yeah and then like then it fades and you don't do anything that's kind of where i'm at with this uh solo trip because i'm kind of like i'm still split on it but i've told a lot of people about it now and i'm like it's coming up and uh I feel like I have to do it now. No. And I want to do it, but at the I same think time, as long, I just don't I think know. as long as you still do something that week. Yeah. And you have a, like, kind of like you said, like if, it, uh, if you have a plan and yeah. a reason behind it, then. Part of me is like, I want to do this. I want to do it, but I'll be out a decent amount of money. Like it's a, it's a road trip vacation. So it's going to cost money. Um, and part of me is like, well, if I don't go, I could get a jump start on the schoolie project. But I'm like, if I save money, I can just save it back up again pretty quick. Again, you're 20, you can bounce back fast. It's true. If I just if I choose to be disciplined. Um but I'm I'm uh part of me is excited about the possibility and the other part of me is just like maybe I would just be super lonely if I drove all the way out west by myself. But then other parts of me is like maybe I could tap into that into the unknown excitement yeah because like i said so like when i'm driving home like the last hour and a half i get that juice of energy because i just know like i'm gonna be at home i can fully relax and that gave me a boost of energy but like if i'm driving nine hours a day for three days in a row away from home into the unknown i'm not gonna have that feeling but i realized i'm like there's there's part of me that could gain energy from just the excitement of like exploration doing something you've not done before yeah so i want to i feel like dude and it's so weird whenever i've brought this up with the exception of you 
everybody I've talked to about this trip, they just look at me, not in any particular way, but it's almost like a lack of any kind of emotion. <laughs> like they just kind of look at me and they just go like, oh, like it's not like, it's like they don't care enough to say one way or the other. And it's not that I care what people think, but I care what people yeah. think. It's just like, it's not like they think I'm making a stupid decision. It's like they just don't understand. Yeah. And they're like, it's like, oh, what makes you want to do that? And I'm just kind of like, well, it's going to be a really busy month and I just kind of want to get away from people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good, uh, regardless, I think it's a good test of like, either it'll be a really great experience mm -hmm. or it'll be really bad and you'll know not to do it again. Yeah. Well, I've, I mean, people we talk about, like some of the adults I've talked to about it are like, they think it's, uh, they think of vacation as a relaxing time because they have families and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, this is a time for them to like decompress. This would be less of a decompress trip, I think. And it would be more of a push my limits sort of trip. Yeah. Which is exhausting to think about. You'll be but pushing if it your goes limits right, in a different way too. I'll come out of it re-energized. Not because I rested, but because now like I have pushed limits. Like one of them that I would push is like, you know, when you would come over for a campfire at my parents' house. I would like, I would want somebody to stay out by the fire with me until I put it out. Yeah. So that it wouldn't be out there alone. Cause I'm just like scared that like I would like, I was scared to sit out by the fire alone. I never did a campfire out there just me by myself because I was scared to be flanked by dark woods. Yeah. And this is exactly this is like that. that. I would be out there by myself, maybe like depending on. So the first campsite I would go to, uh, it's not in the woods, but it's by bad, the Badlands. So it's in like grassy plains. Yeah. And it's a first come, first serve. It's basically a giant cul-de-sac. Um, oh, okay. Where you just park your like RV or something. Um, super basic facilities, if that. And part of me is like, oh, that's super chill. You know, there'd probably be some of the people there. I could like hop in on a campfire, whatever. And then the other part of me is like, what if nobody else is there? What if I'm alone <laughs> for miles in this? In, in, and like the Badlands are like... It's eerie. Like it's a, have you seen pictures? Yeah. It's like a different world. It's yeah. like mountains without any green. It's all the, those like jet, like those peaks. And it's like, yeah. It's like, you know, when you're building a sandcastle and you take the wet sand that drips. Yeah. It's like that, but giant. I remember, I, I think the only time I. You've have been through South Dakota. Yeah. The only time I have memories of the Badlands is we we're going to Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And we were drive. my parents were driving and it was dusk and I had taken a nap and I wake up and it's like that kind of like hazy blue mm -hmm. dark sky. And I just see these like peaks of yeah. like, just like this crazy stuff out the mm -hmm. window. I'm like, this is crazy, unnatural looking, but it's yeah. the cool. And that, that's the only time I saw it was like at that kind of like silhouette stage. And uh -huh. I was like. So this is pretty sweet, but it would be kind of scary to be out there all alone. I, I do get that. And especially, I uh, I listened to that Camp Monsters podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, they have an episode on like the South Dakota plains. And there's not like, this was the most confusing episode because every episode, shout out to that uh, podcast, Camp Monsters podcast by REI. Yeah. Super good. Um, uh, like every episode is about like a monster with like a specific 
story like encounter that goes along with it but this one was more like about just like the legend of the they call it the thunderbird and it's like a native american thing and it's not like it's just like a i I was confused the entire episode i'm like i don't know if they're talking about like like a a, an actual giant bird or because it was connected to like thunderstorms and lightning storms at the same time but it was still kind of like eerie and then i got started thinking what if i'm out there and a storm rolls in and there's like a freaking tornado. And you're just And out I'm out there. in the plains. I'm in the grassy plains yeah. in, a, in a little Hyundai. Like, I mean, have you looked up... Uh, it's not like in Tornado Alley or anything. It's like not. That, but I don't know what the season is. I'm not going to look up weather. Because part of this trip is just go just at going. it and take what comes. But uh, so there's... I mean, there's a lot of fears. I'm generally a fearful, anxious person when it comes to stuff I don't know. And I feel like this, this would really push it. Would, you would either break through or you would come back really frazzled. <laughs> I may come back totally different. I may come back. Yeah. Very. I had five. New, uh, are those Cheerios? <laughs> yeah. I might be completely off my rocker, but um, the best way to deal with fear, I think, is just to face it head on. And it's not like these are like crippling fears either. They're more of discomforts. Yeah. So there's, there are stuff you can grin and bear through and and not even be that bad. And another, honestly, this is a deeper, more emotional fear is, is like just being alone and like feeling like I need to be around people. Community is super important. It is. And you can't really survive without it. But I would like to know that it's possible for me to like, Cause I've never thought about going on a trip somewhere. I don't know without it's like without bringing somebody with us a safety blanket. Like yeah. I'm unfamiliar in every situation here, but I'm familiar with this person. So that gives me some security. Yeah. But this would cut the tie of like needing like that security blanket of somebody. It's kind of like, um, cause I think Paul in the Bible went through times of just like going solo, like into like, kind of hostile areas yeah and this would not be into hostile areas like this is a vacation yeah so i'd like to be able to push myself and kind of push that limit of myself and be like i can be content in this situation and i think it's definitely attainable it's definitely attainable i just need to not think about it i think you should do it yeah i think i should do (laughs) You should bring a machete. Machete. I was actually like, I'm probably going to bring like an axe or something. You should do like a sawed off, like a full size axe, but then just saw off the, the handle. So it's just like this big piece of metal. It's like a giant hatchet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I'll probably do it. And I really like your idea of bringing like a cassette recorder with and just doing like logs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be really interesting to hear later on. I mean, I think you could do a mixture of like journaling, which would be kind of interesting because you're just alone. Mm -hmm. If you, if you stripped your phone down to just be like, this would be really alone. Like you took off social media. Yeah. And then you did some like voice recordings and journaling, mm-hmm. and then to go back and see like, yeah, 
the perspective you had. What I would honestly probably do is I would, uh, cause what I do right now is I journal, um, when I read the Bible and I make sure, so I put down the date in case it turns out to be significant, um, before I start. And then also what passage I'm reading so that like I can reference them later if I wanted to go back. So probably what I would do is I would journal in the same thing, but also then, you know, do an audio recording and then I'd probably figure out some way to scrapbook it where I take the cassette and I put it in the journal Mm -hmm. so I can like go back and like, and honestly, I always think of like, as I'm journaling too, like obviously it's very personal stuff, but I'm kind of an open book with people I'm close to. So especially like after I die, like it'd be super cool. I think for like my grandkids to like come across like a journal of stuff that I went through. And there's like a, and even like audio, like cassette recordings that go with it. That'd be really cool. Cause I feel like, I mean, I wish I had that with like my, like ancestors, I guess. Yeah. My great grandparents or something. So I had a taste of what they were like. There is something interesting about like, there's all those things that our grandkids will have that we never Mm -hmm. like the whole, just plethora of like, social media and all of our experiences that they can just look through. Yeah. But there's something I think special about like the human like voice that like, Oh yeah. So like I see all these pictures of like my great grandparents and other family members. I'm like, you know, you see them posed and you don't really see them being themselves. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what? I mean, I feel like if you just heard their voice, you would get a picture of what they were like. Yeah, totally. It's, it was a, it was actually really weird because I've been doing this documentary for life action and uh, you know, Dell, the founder is he's dead and we've shot all these interviews of people who are alive talking about Dell and I've seen all these pictures of Dell, but then I actually watched like one of his messages and like heard his voice. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a whole new dynamic to this person. Yeah. Cause honestly, I mean, you could, you can, I imagine that blind people are pretty good at it, but they just pick up on the kind of person that you are based on your voice. Yeah, like your character. Uh huh. Because like, if you're kind of shy and quiet and unconfident, you are. You're gonna be quiet. Yeah. But like, then there's super confident people. But then there's probably like overconfident people. They're like loud. Like, yeah. You can just pick up that they're overconfident and they're probably compensating for something. I wonder how much of like that's those are kind of like overt signs. I wonder people who lose that sense of just being able to see people like I wonder if there's just like intuitive things that people just know that, that can't see like, Oh, I can tell by this person's voice that they're like going through yeah, or they're just a very particular type of way, you know? Yeah. It'd be super cool. I just need to dig out the cassette recorder again. I hope we didn't throw it out. I could just buy one. It'd be really cool to have, cause they're so small. You could have like a little like tray and you just sharpie them all and just like like have all this like this like catalog. That would be super cool. I was telling my mom, I'm like, I kind of hope my car breaks down, like gets totaled, like not not get in an accident, but I hope like it breaks down and something's so broken that it's totaled and it's not worth fixing because that would just amp up the adventure. Oh, on the trip you're saying? On the trip. Okay. I'm like, I'm like in like... Uh, Wyoming a car breaks down beyond repair I just grab my backpack the most valuable things I have with me you just and I hitchhike. just hitchhike the rest of it part of me wants that to happen I may never come back <laughs> not because I die but because I'm like this is the life I choose to now 
be gone. Yeah. And I feel like the school the, the schooly life, if I ever do this bus thing, would kind of balance because I could actually maintain a job and stuff, but I can work remote. Yeah, you know, it's I can pack up hard drives. Kind of what Bidget wants to do right now. It's it's the uh honestly, it's the whole it's it's a it's the vibe of this generation. I think a lot of people want it our age. Like they want to be able to travel and have adventure, but have security at the same time. Yeah. That's why there's this Netflix show, Outer Banks, which is like a teen show. Yeah. But I've been watching the second season because <laughs> I, I really like the first season. And the it has the perfect, like, adventure vibes. Outer Banks. Yeah. It's just like, it, it, it nails it, like, nails it right on the head of, like, what I think me and a bunch of people in my generation and Gen Z, like, want mm-hmm. life to be. They want it to be exciting. They want it to be, you know, adventurous. Um, like the main character, like lives in a trailer in like North or South Carolina, like right on the ocean. And it's like, it's messy and kind of dirty, but like in that like cool hippie kind of way. And he drives an old Volkswagen bus yeah. that's like perfectly decked out. I think that's my dad's dream too. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's, there's a whole, yeah, they nail it in that show. But do you have any last words to say? I'm getting real tired. <laughs> I'm getting tired too. I'm gonna have to drive home. This was fun. Stay alive. I drove nine hours today. You can drive 15 minutes. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Oh, that was loud. <laughs>